Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Thank you for joining us. Great to be with you. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope that you're going to enjoy the uh, the snow uh, day off. Hannah's been talking about the snow day off that you're all going to have because everyone's going to have snowmageddon. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. I, I believe... I was mourning for, you know, kids these days and how they can't ever have a true classic snow day because of digital learning. I believe that's what I was saying. That would make it morning in America. Hannah, the producer. There's John Marsh. How you doing, John? I'm doing good. I'm kind of looking at Snowmageddon, though, what we're seeing for Friday with weather service saying five to eight inches for our Friday storm. Yeah, yeah, and that's totally separate. So we're looking at... a lot of inches this week. Sorry. And it's going to get... Again, Al's worth wound up again. It, it, no, I, that wasn't even intentional, but I realized how it was going to sound you, about halfway If you through. haven't seen the double entendre of the... I don't think the century. I think it would be of the eon. <laughs> Hannah, on Friday, came up with the double entendre. And I'm still here. I'm still here. I didn't get so fired. You can, you can catch that on the show Facebook page, right? Yeah, it's okay. clipped in a Facebook page. 6,000 views, we understand. All right. Almost. Almost. Creeping great. up on it. All right. Well, the great Scott Fawn, of course, publisher of Missouri Times and host of This Week in Missouri Politics, joins us now. Scott, this is our first, this is our inaugural conversation Aww. together. Thanks for joining us. I know, and I mean, it sounds like we know what Hannah does to pass the time when it snows. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> hey, so... Uh, oh, more than five. <laughs> already, there's fireworks in the Senate. Uh, Cindy O'Loughlin shut it down early because of the, you know, what and match going back and forth between a couple senators. Um, she starts a podcast. It's going to be wild and woolly, eh? Well, I mean, it's your fault. We all know uh, <laughs> uh, this radio wake up mid Missouri actually is what ground the Senate to a halt Thursday. Uh, you did an interview with Senator Mike Burnscatter. And if you've been, ever interviewed Senator Mike Burnscatter, he is not just forthcoming with words. I mean, it is not like he's the most chatty guy you've ever met. In fact, he might be the least chatty politician I've ever met, but somehow he said something that tweaked off uh the new and improved conservative caucus 2.0 that trust me is not here just to obstruct and, and waste time. They're here to pass things. Wink, wink. <laughs> and so, uh, it ticked them off so badly that they, uh, that, that Senator Hoskins could not let Thursday go on without stopping things. And, uh, inquiring about the interview. And of course, Senator Bernsketter not being the most, uh, talkative person, uh, he let it go on for a while. He n- neither of them really said what he said about the new and improved conservative caucus 2.0 now with house members. Uh, but it, 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 uh, it, it picked off this Senator Hoskins to the point where then finally Senator <laughs> Burnsketter. And, and here's the thing about a quiet guy like Senator Burnsketter. Number one, if there's a guy that could walk across the room and beat the crap out of someone, it would be Mike Burnsketter. He's, he a, he's a, a formidable guy. Yeah. Formidable looking <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. Good basketball player. Look at his eye that if you ticked him off bad enough, you'd have a problem. Um, but he finally said, well, he said, I think you're just mad because you joined the conservative caucus. And and they're always talking about the platform, which I couldn't tell you what's in the Republican platform to say. But I didn't tell you where you could find the Republican platform. We want the truth. I don't think anybody else could either. But uh, Zinder Hoskins is, is a fan of the, uh, the the slot machines and gas stations. 
And of course, in the Republican platform, they're against expanding gambling. Now, no one cares. It doesn't affect anything. The platform is simply, I didn't even know. I think Senator Sirpway actually wrote the thing um, this time. But uh, it, it can come back that uh, he said, well, I think you're just mad because you joined a conservative caucus and you're for things like gambling. <laughs> so, and he just said it so deadpanned and the place just... It was coming apart, all, all again, blamed on this radio show. Oh, and, right. uh, and we'll proudly own that. We'll proudly own it. That's you're okay. welcome. I think you should. Yeah, it's called mattering. No question about it. Um, and so then, uh, then Cinder O'Loughlin stepped up and said, uh, I make a motion, we adjourn. And I, you, sometimes in the Senate, things happen spontaneously, and sometimes they're quite choreographed. And this one certainly, to me, appeared to be quite choreographed as uh, Lieutenant Governor Kehoe immediately took it up, said all the favor, aye, no oppose, and, you know, the eyes have it done. And th- that took about eight seconds to get in and out. And, uh, and and they said, well, you can't do that when a senator's speaking. Well, it was an inquiry. Uh, he was inquiring of Senator Bernstein. It was only going to get worse. Um, and so they, you know, they said she broke a rule. I you know, I'm not qualified to be the person to tell you whether she did or not. I think there's an argument that she didn't. Maybe there's one she did. But I could tell she didn't care. She came in and out, and that was it. And, <laughs> and Thursday, really Thursday in the Missouri Senate, uh, started on your radio show and ended because of it. Well, and, you know, earlier we were mentioning that uh, we love Cindy O'Loughlin so much that if she had merch, we would we would wear it. You know, I think I had her on one day and I told you she's the greatest interview because she says what she thinks and she can get away with almost anything because it's like authentic, right? Like whatever she does, it's not as though it's some game. It's not trying to get some Twitter like or a Facebook like. She does it because you could just tell that's what she woke up that day thinking she wanted to do. <laughs> and so she gets away with, with with almost whatever because it's, it's authentic. She really does mean what she's yeah. doing and people give her a longer runway in an age where most folks are pretty phony. She's not. Scott, this week in Missouri politics over the weekend, as I was tuned in, you had House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid and Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo and the House Speaker and Caleb Rowden and all on. And you brought up the angle of these guys didn't waste any time with the Freedom Slash Conservative Caucus and jump right into filibustering as, as soon as they gaveled the Senate to order. And I thought Rizzo had the best line. He looked at Caleb Rowden and basically just said, thanks. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. I mean, honestly, if the Democrats are funding this conservative caucus, then Senator Rizzo will officially be the greatest minority leader of all time. He will take Dick Webster's spot as the greatest minority leader that the state's ever had. I mean, there is no, I mean, honestly, if you're a Democrat senator and you've only, and you've been there the last five years, you're not really a senator in the minority. You, you get such an easy, I tell Brian Williams all the time, you get such an easy ride of it. I mean, the, the the other Republicans do all the work for you. And I thought it was funny. So Nick Shore, who's a terrific politician and a really bright guy, he inquires of Rick Bratton. And I could tell they didn't have any notes, right? You could kind of tell when they freestyle. And he gives this well-thought-out speech, very well put together, about how this new and improved conservative cause isn't just about reading books and complaining all day. This new and improved conservative cause is going to be about actually passing things. And they're going to work together to do something about the platform. I probably see liberty in there somewhere, freedom or something. Which I find all these people are all for liberty as long as you do exactly what they want. And if you don't, tyranny is just fine if you're not doing what they want. But then he pretends to go, he pretends to go for 30 minutes talking about how 
everything he hates and everything they're going to kill and, and basically uh, saying we're going to do just like the other guys except we're going to actually win. And I'm like, oh, great, really. That'll be interesting. So the last two days it's been totally shut down because they've been offended. So, and I, if I had to guess today, the Senate will be shut down because of their precious feelings. We'll have to see what happens. Scott Vaughn, uh, Scott Vaughn joins us now from, uh, of course, a, a, a dual multimedia, multimedia guy is Scott, of course, publisher of Missouri Times and host of This Week in Missouri Politics. Thank you so much, uh, Randy. And I would point out for people who did not catch our interview with Senator Bill Eigel, <laughs> I've posted that on our website, he was fired up, com yeah. and 93.9theeagle.com. And worth mentioning, there were a number of lawmakers who stepped out of the several I saw step out of the breakfast that heard about it, that came out and were tuning in, kind of peeking to see, see what he was saying. <laughs> so it caught a lot of interest. I won't name names, but I did see several people listening. Scott, I want to ask you about a bill I profiled, and we actually talked about this as well at the Governor's Prayer Breakfast. Um, it's a probably a long shot. State Representative David Tyson Smith of Columbia has filed a bill to ban teenagers from purchasing fully automatic or semi-automatic weapons. He filed a very similar bill last year. He says he's talked to Republicans. They are open to it. Does that bill have any chance, you think, passing this year? I tell you, I think there's a better chance for a bill to pass and let toddlers carry bazookas uh, <laughs> and to outlaw teenagers carrying guns. Uh, you know, no, to answer your question, no, that's, that has no chance of, of doing anything. However, I would say this. Uh, I think the gun issue is changing. And when I first uh, began my career working for Mark Richardson as a sta- when he was a state rep, mm-hmm. I mean, the thought of a Democrat being for gun control was like, what? No way. Uh, and today, yes, we have the most, I don't know what you want to call it. it. Literally, if you can't get a gun in Missouri, I mean, <laughs> wow, you're not trying. Um, but I, I do think for the first time ever, there is a, uh, there's a group of people that are about it. This mom's demand action. It's a legitimate group. It's a legitimate interest group. It has support. Uh, it's building that support. And, uh, and, and if you go to the suburbs, even St. Charles County, you see four or 500 people with these things. I mean, there is an actual, for the first time ever, a gun control group that's got some organization and got some legs. And I, and I think now you see Democrats, pretty much all the Democrats are for some form of gun control. And I think, you know, the next step you're going to see is some suburban Republicans. You know, the suburban Republicans, um, the ones in really tough districts, start to get quiet about that kind of stuff, you know. You do have, uh, obviously, if you're from the suburbs, you've signed a patch of Satan that you'll complain all day, every day, and never shut up. And so, and so um, I do think those folks will constantly whine. But you're seeing more savvy politics. It's like abortion. You're not seeing that Republicans in swing districts talk a lot about abortion right now. And, you know, I, I, I can see a scenario five, six years from now where gun control is the same way. Tight suburban districts. All of a sudden, they're not talking about how proud they are to have you know, four-year-olds by Kalishnikovs. They're going to be talking, they'll just kind of get quiet about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I think the trend is, I don't know if the trend is actually to pass gun control laws, but I think the trend is kind of becoming, well, I mean, part of it is they passed so many gun control laws, the cops are like, whoa, fellas, a little, a little out there. Of course, they, they didn't care last time. But I do think you're seeing, I, I would say this, this the, 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 the gun laws in the state 
are about as pro-gun as we'll ever see them in our lifetime. And I would say the bend will be towards plateauing and even maybe ebbing backwards a little bit over the next few years. And, it, and it's when, when you see a legitimate interest group like Moms Demand Action actually organized, it is such a foreign thing for this state. I think it foretells a different trend. Scott Vaughn joins us in the last minute we have because we don't want to tread on what's hot with Hannah at 725. No, she told me she, she's keeping score. Millie she's would be very score. disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so look, right now she's trying to milk a sick day out of me, so I'm, kind of, I'm not sure how I'm going to handle this. Blaine Lutkemeyer blew it wide open last week when he announced he is not running this cycle. And, of course, there's lots of jockeying going on. I'm sure you're going to be spending a lot of uh, fuel in the car and fuel on air and ink in the press on that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think coming out of the gate, Bob Onder, if he wants, is a big favorite. He ran against Blaine last time. Uh, very could be very well financed. Uh, you have a, a candidate from Arnold who doesn't live in the district. You know, kind of one of those anti-ag Republicans. Uh, I, I don't, you know, probably not the greatest shot, but she came out of the gate first, Cinder Coleman. Uh, Cinder Fitzwater, I think, would fit the district very well. His district is drawn for it. Uh, he, he would be an excellent representative. I think he would actually care about a lot of issues that matter to the state, especially central Missouri. His dad's got a little name idea. I don't know if you ever heard. He is the greatest mayor in the history of Jefferson City. Yeah, we did hear. Uh, we hear that every, th- yeah, the first, uh, the first Monday of every month. Yeah, we hear it. There you go. I'll give you, I'll give you another name. It's just interesting to me. Uh, outside of the Taylor Burks, I think it's kicking, kicking it around. If I had to guess, you have, uh, Tony Luchtemeyer, he's the state senator. He originally from Farmington. He, he's now, he now represents the Northland. He is related to Blaine Luke DeMeyer, and I think he's kicking it around. Hmm. And I think uh, what an interesting thing to, to, to look. You know, our friends in St. Charles County, we always make fun of them. They are kind of the laughing stock of the state. I could see those suburban Starbucks drinking, Prius driving, skinny, angry folks. Uh, voting for that name ID. And if Senator Luchtemeyer got in, I mean, it, 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 on the first blush, it's almost a joke, right? But then you think about it, well, if they took a poll today, who'd be winning? Yeah. Good thinking. Good thinking. That's an interesting name. Watch Tony Luchtemeyer. Okay. Right. He we'll may, keep he may jump in. All right. have to change the name on the door. <laughs> That's right. Keep Luchtemeyer in Congress, right? Yeah. Just just change the first name. We're good. We're good. Hey, Scott, thanks uh, Thanks for being with us. Look forward to every conversation with you every Monday here on Wake Up in Missouri. Thanks a lot, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. I can't wait to see how you guys are in the Senate today. All right. We're going to try to tear it up again. <laughs> and in fact, Blaine Luchtemeyer will join us at 810. So maybe he'll endorse. Whatever the relation is, Tony. I don't know what the relation is. John, do you know the relation? I think they're cousins. Cousins. Oh, cousin Tony. Okay, we'll see if Blaine's going to endorse him, even though he hasn't announced. But Scott announced for him. Almost. What's Hot with Hannah coming up right after this? Stay there. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's number one rated morning show. Uh... It's getting colder this week, but we always can count on Hannah for keeping it hot. It's 725-ish plus two. Go ahead. (laughs) Now, if Stephanie Bell were here, she would blame it on Scott Fine. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. We're going to own it. Oh, wow. Wow. Accountability. That was what the word you told me earlier, right? That's right. Accountability. What's up today? Now, I know, Randy, that uh, you are a huge fan of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette franchise. DVR um, all of it. Yes. All of it. John is right there with you. I know that you guys have little, <laughs> little uh, you know, popcorn parties. Oh, part of the fan week. club. Yeah. Not. 
not. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you what's the message are. back and forth during the show. Usually. Oh, we do. Yeah, we're texting furiously. Yeah, it's adorable, really. Yeah. Uh, this last year, they debuted a new spinoff of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and it was The Golden Bachelor. Did you see any of this? No. Really? Okay. No. So it's the same premise, right? You have one dude who is stuck in a house with a bunch of women who are vying for his heart, Tough which job. honestly sounds like a nightmare Tough to me. Tough job. Tough job. That many women in one space with booze? No. It sounds like a, a nightmare. John? John, can you hang with us before you go and apply for the next the next version of that? Just hang with us until you know until the end of the um, show. My agents are already in negotiations. <laughs> but the the bachelor, the golden bachelor, his name is Gary. He's seventy one, wow. and he married Teresa, who is seventy, mm-hmm. over the weekend in New Jersey. Oh, but that's not one of the things making the biggest headlines. What's making the news? Uh, there was a couple also from the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise, Braden Bowers and Christina Mandrell. I don't know who they are, okay. but they got engaged yeah. at Gary and Teresa's wedding. Oh. And, you know, Braden is saying that he got permission from the newlyweds prior to the wedding to propose to his girlfriend at their wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are saying that's still not okay. So I'm curious to as to what the wake up fam might say. Like, is it okay? I think you know, if you get permission from the bride and groom, why not to propose at someone else's wedding? Is that still in their spotlight? They have the 18 carat golden wedding, and it's the 14 carat slightly diluted engagement. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a little nickel in there, okay? Uh, Blaine Luke and I are coming up at 8:10, and right after the break. Tony Lupo, latest on weather. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring your mom. Seven thirty-six. thanks for being with us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Hope that you have your... Uh, Snow brush and ice scraper tucked in the car. Some gloves, little blankie. <laughs> Maybe it's a weighted blankie if you really want to feel hugged. Should you get caught? Maybe a winter coat. Yeah, I'm not someone who likes to wear a bulky winter coat. No, so I just keep it in the car in case I were to crash. Yeah, and be stuck somewhere. Well, let's see if Tony Lupo, who is uh, of course a professor of atmospheric sciences at uh, at Mizzou. See if he keeps maybe some long johns, one of those Russian babushka hats, and uh, some gloves. Do you do you keep that in your car, Tony? Thanks for joining us. Well, I I do keep uh, I do keep a blanket, I do keep a scraper yeah. and a brush, and yeah. and I do have the uh, I, I should have some sandbags in there. I usually do, but it's been such a warm winter i haven't put those in yet and i probably should yeah not a bad idea yeah because uh and a little shovel sometimes not a bad idea to, to dig yeah, yourself a out little, a little shovel and uh, also kitty litter will work ah. as well it'll perform the same function oh ah, that's right that if, 
that if you get stuck, you can use sand or kitty litter to help get you out of that. We keep a shovel here in the studio because we interview politicians a lot, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> we also use it to dig ourselves out of holes that we create. <laughs> yeah. O- only Houseworth, Marsh, and Hannah. Never, 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 Randy. Um, never the okay. host. <laughs> exactly. All right. With uh, John Marsh, Brian Houseworth, uh, producer Hannah, I'm Randy Tober, and uh, Tony Lupo joins us now. So, what it looks like we have a double system. We have a uh, we have a double humped camel coming our way weather wise. What's happening t- today, tonight, tomorrow, and later in the week? Absolutely. What's happening is the jet stream is getting quite active uh, for the next few weeks, and the first storm to come through comes through tonight, uh, today, and tonight. Where the uh, if you look at the Weather Channel, they're calling it. Storm Finn, F-I-N-N. That's right. So, mm-hmm. so they're giving it a name. And Finn uh, like the end. Like Huck Finn? Huckleberry Finn? Yes, huh. yes just huh. like Huckleberry Finn. Oh. And it's going okay. to play, uh, oh. play havoc with our weather, oh. just as Huck was kind of a yeah. on-the-edge kind of guy. <laughs> this, this storm is going to be on the edge. Wow. It's it's going to draw in some warm air as we go through the day. And what's going to happen is by tomorrow morning, the storm is going to start to deepen rapidly. And uh, when you deepen at a, a rapid enough rate, we call it a bomb cyclone. Mm. And this is going to be on the edge. So it will get to western Michigan by Wednesday morning and be at its deepest. And because... Because it's developing rapidly, the winds are going to pick up. And when they do develop rapidly like this, they tend to ingest a lot of moisture from the south and east. And uh, what's going to happen is the uh, main areas of precipitation will be along I-44 and then along I-36. So look for that. So, Uh, so Tony, you... Are you writing a documentary for Netflix? We've got a bomb with a deepening system that's going to ingest the moisture. I mean, I feel like this is a you know a horror film with weather. This is great. Well, <laughs> that's what that's what typically happens with these things. They do. I love those do. descriptors. That's Absolutely. great. Well, yeah, they they like to draw that moisture in on the south and east side, and yeah. that comes up from the Gulf. And I think we're going to expect anywhere from a half to one and a half inches of wow. rain. Okay. And then if you change that to snow, I think we're going to see about one to two in the Jeff City area. And I think four to six up near Macon. Mm-hmm. And that puts Columbia in the two to four range. I'm, I'm going to stick with three for my location, which is north of of i-70 mm-hmm. but uh of course the columbia airport is halfway to jeff city so they're going to measure a little less but um, tony will we be looking at any slain some sleet and rain on oh, the way to snow oh, yes yeah. oh yes this is going to be right on the edge uh the, the rain snow line is going to be right on the edge it's going to come right through the i i-70 corridor and so we'll see it mix with rain off and on and uh, especially tonight when it starts to bring in that warmer air and then the cold front should be through uh, columbia anywhere from 1 a.m to 7 a.m and then we'll switch over to snow 
And that's when I think we'll pile up around uh, three inches here. Pile up, not a good word. <laughs> With the snow thing coming up. Yep. Go ahead, Brian. Thank well, you so much, uh, Randy and, and Tony. We appreciate you joining us. Tony Lupo, of course, an, uh, of course, an MU atmospheric scientist. I want to, I, I, I know there's a lot of interest in the Friday storm. I'm going to kind of hold off on talking about that. We've, we've mentioned it in the newscast and stuff because it's a little too early to tell. All we know right now is that one potentially could be a real problem in, in the temperatures as well. So I really want to focus on this first system and get through it. And, Tony, here's what's confusing about this one, and I've tried to explain it on kws.com, 939theeagle.com. I think you've done a great job explaining it. It's not going to be a system where we're going to see either freezing rain or snow the whole way through, but on and off from, let's say, 3 this afternoon through uh, late tomorrow night. But I want to start with this afternoon for the commute. What's What What should we see for a commute in Columbia, this e- in Jeff City this evening, in tomorrow morning's commute? What can you share with us there? Well, for today's commute, or for tonight's commute, I think you're going to see precipitation starting around noon so that'll start as rain by the commute time you you may see a mix or it may be uh, mostly snow at that time we may even see some minor accumulations on the grass but just like the last few that we've had the the uh, soil temperature is still right around freezing maybe a little bit above and that's good news because that means that uh, tonight's commute, we shouldn't see a lot of slick spots. You might if uh, if the precipitation is heavy enough, and you might on exposed surfaces like bridges if the temperature is cold enough. So tonight's commute, not so bad, but, but you still need to use caution even if it is just rain. Uh, by the time you get to tomorrow morning, that's a that's a horse of a different color. We may see enough snow that it may be slushy and slippery. And uh, what's going to happen is the temperatures will be around 35 around uh, the time the sun starts to get up. But once uh, that starts to once that cold front gets through, I think temperatures will get below freezing by uh, noon. Yeah. So, so you definitely want to be more careful on tomorrow's commute. Thank you, Tony. Tony, talk to us about the the Friday storm. We're seeing some predictions anywhere five to eight inches for Mid Missouri, and also, I guess, a question to go along with that: either one of these storms, could we see some thunder snow with them? Um, probably not this one. This one wouldn't. Uh, this one, we won't be in the right area to see thunder snow. That would be more possible with the second storm. And the second storm is going to begin around uh, southern Arkansas on Friday. And then by Saturday morning, it will also be in, in Michigan. And that one is going to actually deepen faster than this first one. This one's expected to be an even stronger bomb cyclone. The other thing that I haven't mentioned yet, but uh, need to mention, is the winds. The winds are going to be very strong with both of these systems. And I think that the second one will produce uh, about six inches of snow here. And then with the second one, that's when the cold air really comes in behind it. 
And I really feel sorry for the Dolphins mm. to come to Kansas City mm. on wow. Saturday night because the temperatures are going to be in the single digits ah. by Saturday night. So, Well, the warmth coming from uh, Kelsey and, and Tay-Tay's hearts will warm up the whole stadium. We're sure about that. It won't be a problem. <laughs> now, uh, Tony, we know you've authored this book, Hot Talk, Cold Science, Global Warming's Unfinished Debate. Which chapter explains why global warming and our emissions and the, all of the farmers raising cattle, all of those emissions are responsible for the upcoming double storm that we're seeing this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't address that particular topic in that one. That was a rhetorical question. You know, I'm just <laughs> the next edition will cover that, right? Next edition, I, I think so. Okay, the next edition will cover that. All one. right, all right, all right. We'll have the Greenpeace guys get in touch with you, and they can they can help you on that one. Sierra Club. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks, Tony. Really appreciate it. Hey, give us a buzz anytime if there's something that takes a little turn in the road that you didn't expect. Okay. Will do. Will do, Randy, and uh, everybody, stay safe out there. We will. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. All right, Tony Lupo. Hey, John, I know I look forward to what's coming up next because you never know what's coming up on uh, your segment. What's happening? The Freedom Caucus doesn't have anything on these historic filibusters. (laughs) Coming up, and that would be all except for this. We'll see what John has up his sleeve. Stay there. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Miss some of the show? Check out our podcast at 939theeagle.com. And that would be all, except for this. As we dig back in the historic filibuster archives, March 4th, 1917, Robert Love Follette was an anti-war Republican from Wisconsin who orchestrated a joint filibuster. It stretched into the next day. At one point, La Follette lost his temper and had to be physically restrained from hurling a spittoon (laughs) at Arkansas's Joseph Robinson. Into the modern era, technically Ted Cruz's lengthy tirade, if you remember that one, it was in 2013. Wasn't an actual filibuster because it didn't affect the vote at hand, but the Texas Republican made headlines when he read Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham during his 21-hour critique of the Affordable Care Act. I do not like Obamacare on a boat with a goat. And the longest filibuster in history of the U.S. Senate, 1957, Democrat Strom Thurmond of South Carolina, 24 straight hours over the Civil Rights Bill of 1957. They had his staff... We'll have an intern with a bucket inside the cloakroom so <laughs> Senator Strom could pee if necessary while keeping one foot on the Senate floor. <laughs> and they even tried that in St. Louis at City Hall in 2001. Nature called Alderwoman Irene Smith's assistants were able to cover her with a sheet as she peed in a trash can. <laughs> and now you know the rest of that story. Wow. When you got Whether you go. wanted to or not. <laughs> now refresh my memory. When Ted Cruz did that, that was the top question i had top of my mind how did he take care of bodily functions i was that reported i don't know if they did or not maybe he had a really tall white and (laughs) white and red striped hat he borrowed from the cat or something there's always catheters we're catheter you know i don't (laughs) know diapers yeah 
So, there you yeah. go. Well, yeah, well, how do they, you know, how do the astronauts do it, right? Yeah, you're right. Well, I guess it depends. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Very sorry. I couldn't, couldn't help Hannah it. approved. <laughs> Hannah approved. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, these filibusters are interesting because I think sometimes it's almost, sometimes it can backfire on folks. You know, they get a brand of being obstructionist. I think we, you know, boy, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about obstructionism in the general session this year, aren't we, John? I mean, well, it, it literally took minutes from when they gaveled the Senate to orders, they jumped right into it. <laughs> and and this is after the so-called olive branch. I mean, Bill Eigel mentioned that when he was on with us as we covered the governor's prayer breakfast on Thursday. Well, we gave an olive branch to him and just, you know, nothing's worked. Boy, oh boy. And then Burnsketter, you know, Senator Burnsketter, he was like, no, nah, the problem was within their caucus. They, they were arguing about gaming, you know, and then Eigel back, you know, no, it wasn't about that. It was that uh, w- w- different types of gaming. I'm not sure sure i understand all of it but uh, we will be trying to unpack things as they go forward and um it'll be interesting to see what happens i mean there's so many moving parts here john you wonder if anything is going to get done or if it's like a giant log jam with a million logs blocking the way through the through the levee you know through the dike scott vaughn had senator caleb routon on this weekend on this week in Missouri politics, and boy, oh boy, he didn't pull any punches. He didn't sound too optimistic that much of anything is going to get accomplished. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Hey, Blaine, speaking of uh, politics and moving parts and a little bit of a surprise, I don't think anyone saw this coming. I sure didn't. Blaine Lutkemeyer announces last week that he will not be running this cycle for uh, re-election in the uh, 3rd District, the 3rd Congressional District, which covers parts of our listing area. And... Um, you know, we'll have to see where that's going. All of a sudden, I mean, Bob Onder, who had declared for lieutenant governor, suddenly, uh, certainly his name's in the race. Mary Elizabeth Coleman from down in, uh, you know, the the, the uh, sort of the St. Louis area, uh, Jefferson County area. Um, you know, and then Scott Fawn brings it up. If you hadn't heard that, you can hear it on the podcast. And that'll be up when, Hannah? Podcast is up when? Uh, usually by this afternoon. Right, that's what I thought. Okay, I didn't want didn't to over-promise and under-deliver because you got a lot on your plate. But if it's up at least by, you know, later on tonight, you're going to have snow all day tomorrow. So you guys are going to be home, you know, business will close, schools close, everything will close. Two to four inches. Come on. Uh, I thought the most interesting name that we heard, you know, with the whole Blaine Lutkemeyer thing was Travis Fitzwater. Yeah. I wish we'd we'd have heard sooner because when we had him on live with us from the governor's prayer breakfast, we could have asked him. And you know what? We got cut off uh, by, by Hannah's uh, hard break, <laughs> hard breakism. You know how these producers Man, are. She's the worst. The hard breakism. I'm still recovering from you know having just started hosting the show last week. I'm still recovering, uh, John, from the the cat of nine tails all over my back. You know, it just keeps weeping all over from Hannah cracking the whip on me. It's just terrible. Just terrible. She's just mad because she didn't get any bacon out. Yeah, you're. Right. <laughs> and it was funny. Jim Schulte made a funny deal. For those of you who weren't there, I was just at the top of the show. I was smelling that wafting bacon, and I couldn't see it, and we couldn't access it. You know how it is when you're when you're when you're a baconista. You know how a baconista. A baconista, yeah. Uh, and uh, and so Jim Schulte, Representative Schulte, you know, later on in the in the program, just drops one piece of bacon on a plate. It was a gesture, and you know, man. Some people are vicious, vicious on the text thing and on Facebook, John, because they were like, only one piece? And I'm like, oh, come on, it was a joke. It was a joke. Man, I'm telling you, people's people's tensions are, are already high in this election cycle. It seems to happen every election year, and I feel it earlier than usual, don't you? 
Yeah, just maybe that uh, authentic versus turkey bacon debate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. My wife pulls the turkey bacon thing on me once in a while. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, if it ain't the real thing, I'd rather not. Don't do it. bother. That's right. That's right. And there, she- was, there was a TikTok trend a couple years ago. Uh, there was a vegan trying to say that you could air fry bacon and Ooh. like brown sugar and that it tasted or you could air fry carrots. Sorry. Oh, and it tastes like and, bacon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like grasshoppers takes like chicken. I don't think so. <laughs> Coming up, our interview with Blaine Lutkemeyer. Why? And who does he like to replace him, if anyone? And what's going to be happening in his life going forward? That coming up on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We're glad you're here.